It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The war in Gaza has become one of the most divisive issues of our times. Legitimate criticism of Israel has metastasized into a surge in anti-Semitism. Pro-Palestine protesters in cities across the world have chanted from the river to the sea, which self-evidently calls for the eradication of Israel. Some have used the excesses of the Israeli government as a fig leaf for abusing Jewish people, many of whom say they're simply no longer uh, feeling safe. But the ugliness and division is flowing in both directions. In Britain, anti-Muslim hate cases have more than tripled since the October 7th attacks. Horror about the attacks has emboldened prejudiced people to let their vitriol pour. And we seem to have collectively forgotten what racism actually is or what it looks like. MP Lee Anderson, who until recently was deputy chairman of the Conservative Party, accused the Muslim mayor of London of being controlled by Islamists. I don't actually believe that these Islamists have got control of our country. But what I do believe is they've got control of Khan and they've got control of London and they've got control of Storm as well. If you have any difficulty understanding why those comments are deeply offensive, try flipping the subject. Imagine London had a Jewish mayor and a senior politician in the government said, I believe the Jews have control of the mayor and the Jews have control of London. That wouldn't be tolerated, and rightly so. Anderson's now been suspended. He still refuses to publicly apologise. But a cavalcade of his colleagues, including the Prime Minister, have repeatedly failed to describe his comments as racist. But they were racist. And if you don't agree, consider that it might be because, well... Maybe you don't understand what racism is. Lee Anderson's idiotic comments have overshadowed a much bigger issue for British democracy, which made global headlines last week. A parliamentary debate on a ceasefire in Gaza was disrupted in defiance of all convention over concerns that MPs voting against it would be attacked. The British Parliament ceased to operate by its own rules to prevent its elected officials from being threatened, abused or even killed by Islamist extremists. That sets a chilling and dangerous precedent. If politicians cave into intimidation and threats, as they did last week, the obvious result will be more intimidation and more threats. And if our society tolerates slurs and racism like the bills spewed by the likes of Lee Anderson, the obvious result will be more slurs and more racism. The only way to deal with all this is by facing up to the reality of extremism on both sides and for all decent people to reject it. The issue British MPs should have been debating freely and openly is the urgent question of whether it's time for Israel's allies to call for an end to this war. Prime Minister Netanyahu again says no amount of pressure will stop him. Our brave soldiers proved them all wrong on all counts. Many also argued that Israel's military campaign would scuttle our ability to release the hostages. Well, they were wrong on this one too. Military pressure led to the release of 110 hostages and only continued military pressure will bring home the remaining hostages. 
Well, I've said repeatedly that Israel had both the right and a duty to respond with force to the October 7th attacks. But Netanyahu keeps pushing the boundaries. And every time he does, many more thousands of innocent Palestinians die in the process. After four and a half months of failing to say what will happen to Gaza after the war, the Prime Minister has now published an insultingly short one-page plan. It says that if and when Hamas is eradicated, Gaza will be controlled by local officials with administrative experience, provided they have no connections to Hamas. Well, given that Hamas has run Gaza since 2006, exactly who those local administrators are is unclear. If Israel can't find anybody it deems suitable, Israel will remain in control. And frankly, that looks like a blueprint for continued occupation. And that will only manufacture more of the radicalization that sparked this deadly war in the first place. Well, Natali Bennett, the former Prime Minister of Israel, joins me now. Mr. Bennett, thank you very much indeed for coming back on the programme. Uh, when we last spoke... Good to be here. Um, it was only about three weeks after the horrors of October the 7th. And you said in terms of Israel's response, it isn't about the numbers, deaths, it's about how we, Israel, get them, Hamas, out. Are you comfortable with how the war has been prosecuted since then? The IDF is uh, performing uh, exceptionally well under the toughest circumstances in any war that I can recall, uh, because uh, we could have finished this war in three days. Uh, if we were cavalier about uh, civilian lives. But we're not. We care. And we do everything we can to uh, prevent unnecessarily deaths of civilians. That's why it's taking time. It's going to take a few more months, uh, but we are on the track to remove Hamas from Gaza. I mean, it's a bold statement to say you'll do that. Many people say that if you try and eliminate Hamas completely, then many tens or maybe hundreds of thousands more Palestinians will be killed and wounded in that process. And how is that going to stop future radicalization? Are you not just stirring up a massive problem for yourselves going forward? No, quite the contrary. Uh, what we've learned from history is that when you are working with very radical ideologies, you first have to win and then you can start recovering and rebuilding. You couldn't start the recovery of uh, Germany without first bringing Germany or the Nazis to a total surrender. Likewise here, we have to defeat Hamas and then we can start the process of uh, recovery. How will you know when you've beaten Hamas? When they come out and surrender with uh, white flags or we've killed them. Why would they surrender? They've shown no sign of doing that. No, there's uh, quite hundreds already that have uh, surrendered, perhaps already thousands, uh, because when you know the army is closing on you and, and now they're hunkered down uh, underground in Rafah uh, and hiding behind uh, women and children, but it, it is closing on them and uh, they'll know. And as we've seen in other places, when they know that their death is imminent, they come out and surrender. If thousands of Hamas have surrendered, where are they? Uh, we're, we've already uh, interrogated over uh, a couple of thousand of Hamas uh, operatives. Uh, and, yeah, that's, that's what we do. They're well, in our wh custody. Wh where are they in custody? In all kinds of places uh, in Israel, in, uh, in the Negev. Uh, some of them are in Gaza. Uh, we prefer logistically to do it within Gaza. Um, and, uh, and then we move on. 
But just to be clear, you're saying that thousands of Hamas terrorists have surrendered to the IDF and are being held in custody and being interrogated. We've uh, interrogated, I believe, over 3,000 uh, uh, operatives in, in varying uh, degrees of uh, involvement. Some are military Hamas, some are civilian Hamas, and we've learned a lot from that. That's another source of uh, our being able to, to close on the leadership of Hamas. What, what is a civilian Hamas? I mean, aren't they all terrorists? Hamas has a, a civilian arm of governing Gaza and a military arm of conducting terror against Israel. You are right that they are um, intertwined, much like the Nazis. Uh, during the Nazi regime, there were also uh, Nazi teachers and not Nazi officials that dealt with uh, Germany, but there were also the Nazis that uh, conducted the Holocaust, the Shoah, and uh, World War II. It's a government, uh, Piers, I, I, I want to be very clear. Uh, Hamas has been governing Gaza for the past uh, 15 years. Yeah, no, I'm obviously aware of that. I think the, the point of concern for the global community that's been mounting, as you're well aware, is that it's now been reported um, that as many as 30,000 Palestinians have been killed with another 70,000 injured. This is out of a population of just two million, of whom half of them are children under 18. Uh, and again, it comes back to what is proportionate. You know, I understand Israel's desire to want to get rid of Hamas, but at what cost? You know, the, the sheer scale of the uh, deaths of young, innocent Palestinians must be of great concern to you, isn't it? Yeah, we are concerned uh, with unnecessary or uh, deaths, first of our own people and then also of uh, citizens. But these deaths, uh, I wouldn't call them unnecessary. I would call them uh, collateral damage that is part of war. And I have to say that in Israel's case, we're conducting war at one of the lowest uh, ratios of collateral damage, I believe roughly 2.5 versus uh, every terrorist. Uh, compared to six, seven, eight, and nine in other wars. Look, there's no magic here. This whole thing could go away right now if Hamas lays down its arms and releases the hostages. We have really no choice. Uh, you, you had this uh, army of uh, radical Islamic uh, zombies attacking Israel on October 7th, uh, raping, severing heads, burning families uh, because they were uh, brainwashed with radical Islamic ideology and they say they're going to do it again. So obviously we really have no choice and we're going to conduct this as far as we need. I also want to tell you something that is actually news. Uh, from our intelligence now, we know that uh, prior to the October 7th attack, some of the Hamasniks uh, asked the question, according to Sharia, you're not allowed to just murder people. So they asked, how can we do it? Hamas brought in uh, clerics to give them a special fatwa that said, because you are Hamas warriors, you are allowed to murder civilians, uh, women and children. You can go ahead and do that freely. This is what we're working against. And obviously we have to uproot all of Hamas until, uh, until they're gone. Right, but you've just admitted that you're killing Hamas civilians. No, I said we're killing Hamas 
Uh, and unfortunately, as in every war in history, there's also civilians uh, that die because Hamas explicitly or deliberately hides behind the civilians in, in the most cowardly fashion. Notwithstanding that we're facing this incredible challenge, we're managing to do it at a much lower ratio of civilian than in other wars. Mr. Benny, you keep saying that, but the bottom line is this. More Palestinians have been killed in four months than the total number of serving Ukrainians in the war against Russia, which has now entered its third year. How can you say that this is, you know, pro rata, one of the best executed wars in history, when you have that comparison of the two wars that are currently raging? Well, you're comparing apples and oranges. Uh, here, we're facing an enemy whose desire is to maximize not only the number of Israelis dead, but of their own civilians, precisely so Piers Morgan can ask me that question. It's a very cynical organization. We're not magicians. There's no magic here. If anyone has a better plan to submit, to tell us how to eradicate Hamas, bring it on, we'll go ahead and do it. Uh, without that, short of that, we're going to have to pursue this. Uh, just like uh, uh, Britain and America and uh, the Soviet Union pursued Nazi Germany until total victory. We but have to have yeah, total victory. Respect, that comparison is not, is not accurate in the sense that there's never been a conflict like this, a war like this, waged against a population where half of the population is under 18. I mean, that in itself makes this a very different type of war. That is why so many children are getting killed. That is why this collateral damage, as you call it, is almost uniquely horrific in Gaza because half the population are children. Well, as I said, um, if any country in the world would be willing to live next to uh, Hamastan that explicitly says right now that they're going to conduct more uh, October 7th massacres again and again and again, uh, if we don't eradicate them, then tell me who that is. Because, again, th th we have absolutely no choice here but to win. And the best way to uh, make the, this whole misery go away is to accelerate the pace of this victory and not tie Israel's hands behind our back. The longer it takes, the more losses there will be. We're being cautious about it, but I won't be reprimanded by anyone for defending my children, for defending my nation. I fought in wars. We hate war. Israelis do not like war. We didn't start this war. Uh, it came and hit us out of left field, and we were reminded that we're surrounded by the craziest uh, uh, terror organizations on earth. We didn't choose this. Uh, they started, they are continuing, and it can all go away if they lay down their arms. The only organization, the only people that are responsible for this is Hamas. And I also have to say, unfortunately, I would have loved to say that Hamas has um, hijacked the Palestinian population. But the facts are that uh, Hamas won in democratic elections out of 132 seats. They won an absolute majority of 76 seats and they were elected by their own people. That's the government that they chose, a government that attacked and did these hyenas uh, things and raped our daughters and burned families alive. People tend to f forget that. Um, 
This is not to say that we will go in and deliberately hurt civilians, but unfortunately, after uh, 20 years of uh, brainwashing, many, many uh, Palestinians uh, support these sort of massacres. They say Jews are pigs, Jews are the Satan, we need to kill them. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If, as Prime Minister Netanyahu has said, you attack the Rafa refugee camp. There's 1.6 million people there who've gone there because they were told to go there by Israel. If that is attacked in the way you've been attacking the north of Gaza, it's going to be absolutely horrific in terms of the death toll. And again, it will be largely innocent children and women. Um, We know that from the comparative figures of Hamas terrorists who've been killed to innocent civilians. How could you justify attacking a massive refugee camp? No, first we're going to move them away from that camp. We're going to allow for ample time for the civilians to move away, much as we did. Where do they go? They're going to go, there's an area between uh, Gaza City and uh, Khan Yunus that can uh, uh, allocate them. Look, this isn't uh, fun. This isn't something we want to do. But we have to uproot Hamas for everyone's benefit, including the citizens of uh, uh, Gaza. You know, when I see the Palestinians uh, celebrating this, you know, do you know that 70 percent of the Palestinians in the latest poll support this massacre? It's unbelievable. You know, in in the uh, over 100 years of conflict, they call this their biggest achievement. While we were building a country, a nation for, for the Jewish people and, uh, and uh, bringing deserts uh, ba- back to life here in Israel, their biggest achievement, in their own words, is raping women and burning families. Is that what you're proud about, I ask them? The other uh, area of concern about what Israel's doing or not doing is the amount of aid that's getting in there all the official bodies are in agreement that not enough aid is getting through, despite what Israel keeps saying. What is happening uh, on that front? Because there are many, many people now who are dying as a consequence, not of, of bombs, 
but of malnutrition, of dehydration, of just not getting basic stuff to survive on. So uh, Israel is allowing uh, as much aid uh, and civilian aid as uh, necessary. What we don't want is that within that aid they will uh, uh, smuggle arms and ammunition, and it is complicated. As I said, uh, you know, all the questions are always towards uh, Israel, as if we're the perpetrators of all of this, but it's Hamas who started and is continuing all of this. They can make it go away right now. It's not going to be, uh, uh, you know, a, a bed of roses. It's tough. It's a very complicated situation. But I'm proud to be Israeli. I'm proud that we are uh, managing this in, in the most responsible way under international criticism that is growing and is unfair and is wrong. But it is what it is, and we're going to see this through. I mean, Brazil's President Lula last week called out Israel, said that um, Israel was responsible for the genocide of the Palestinian people. What's your response to him? <sighs> He's an idiot. That's it? That's it. What can I say? Look, I, I want to tell you something. You know, I, I hear this uh, criticism, and it's, uh, it's sim simply Israel hate, Jewish hate. There, there's no explanation for someone who can talk about genocide. There's no genocide whatsoever. The only genocide that was attempted is when they came in on October 7th to explicitly murder women and children. That is a, an attempt for genocide. The only reason it stopped is because of the Israeli army. We're going in and doing everything, bending over backward to defend and, and avoid uh, unnecessary deaths. We're losing boys uh, fighting there because we are so cautious. So anyone who says that is simply uh, uh, a hypocrite and worse than that. But and you, you know what? Uh, I'll also tell you one problem, more thing. Bennett, I, I want to say... Well, I just want to say that the yeah, problem with the kind of blanket, you know, uh, is, this is obviously ridiculous, is when you look at the numbers, 1,200 Israelis died on October the 7th. 5,431 more were injured. Uh, and 233 IDF soldiers have been killed in Gaza with 1,373 injured. Uh, but in the response against uh, the Palestinians in Gaza, nearly 30,000 Palestinians now killed, 69,000 more injured. So it, this is 30 times as many Palestinians have already been killed in response. And you've indicated this could go on for many more months. So these numbers could double, potentially, they could triple. Who knows how long it'll take for you to finish this war. You may end up where you've killed 50, 60, 70 times as many Palestinians as Israelis who died on October the 7th. How can that be right? Uh, wars and this sort of situation, which is not really a war because it started by a, a heinous terror attack uh, that was totally uh, out of the blue. Uh, they were actually going through a period of uh, prosperity, relative prosperity and growth in Gaza, yet they uh, uh, perpetrated this. It's never about comparing numbers. When did we start comparing numbers? Do you want to compare how many Americans died in World War II versus uh, Nazi Germany? Is that the comparison? Is America in the wrong because more Nazis died than Americans? Well, again, I would, I would again say that in, re in relation to that comparison, the, the particular nature of this war, which is so concerning to people, is the massively high percentage 
of the Gazan population, which is children. And that did not happen in World War II. Those numbers were not anything like the same. So there's no direct comparison to be made. You're basically waging war on a very small area of land, densely populated by 50% children. And in the process, you're killing thousands and thousands of children and will continue to do so. And that is why the international community, even those who, like me, say, I think you have a right and a duty to defend yourself, and clearly, if a mass is wedded to doing more of these, you must try and get rid of them. But there must come a point, even for Israel, even for people like yourself, where you look at the sheer numbers of children being killed and you stop and pause and think, is this actually the right way to prosecute this war? Piers, I'd rather be unpopular and alive than beloved and dead. And if the world uh, doesn't have sympathy for us uh, when we're fighting for our lives, fighting for our lives, because it's not only Hamas and Hezbollah, so be it. We're just going to have to do what we need to do. And I can guarantee that more uh, Nazi children and German children died in World War II than in Gaza. Not as a percentage of those who died. That's the point. Let me ask right, you... A... Look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in a math uh, class right now. I'm in the well, real world. Well, to be fair, you were the one, you were the one that was anyone, actually... You wanted, anyone, me to, you wanted to make the comparison. Has... I'm simply saying the comparison is not a valid one for that specific reason. It, it's exactly a valid one. I, I fully disagree. It's exactly a valid one because you had a regime that was from uh, foot to head... Uh, uh, embroiled in, uh, in radical Nazi uh, ideology mm. and in murdering Jews. You have the same regime in Gaza that ha enjoys full popular support. Unfortunately, almost every home in Gaza, I spoke to soldiers uh, for the past several months, they come out and they say almost every home in Gaza has arms, has grenades, has rifles, has RPGs within the home. They've turned all of Gaza into a massive uh, military uh, terror base, and they are paying for that. It's their responsibility. Let me ask you. All these, all right, questions, ask you all this these question. questions that you're lobbying towards me, you should be lobbying towards Hamas and Hamas only. I know that you are actually on the much more balanced and fair side, but I'm focused on international criticism. Go to Hamas and ask them. Go to Iran and ask Iran why are they funding uh, this uh, sort of uh, genocidal attempts. Let me ask you about the reports of a potential new ceasefire, this meeting in Paris, now moving to Qatar. What do you know about that? And how likely is it that we will get another ceasefire? And what would it look like? Well, I, I'd uh, give it about a 50% chance at this moment in time. Uh, we're talking about release of several dozen hostages uh, that are held by uh, Hamas captives. Uh, and in return, we're going to, unfortunately, have to release uh, terrorists that are uh, in jail uh, in, in a reasonable ratio that the government is trying to achieve. And there will be a temporary ceasefire of a ballpark of a, a month, month and a half, uh, after which we will continue uh, and finish uh, Hamas uh, last stronghold in uh, Rafah and hopefully eradicate Hamas and then begin the process of uh, uh, allowing Gaza to recover and rebuild. Final question. The Prime Minister of the Palestinian Authority has resigned. Uh, many people in Israel, the vast majority, 
actually think that Prime Minister Netanyahu should also leave his job uh, as a result of what happened on October the 7th. You were his former chief of staff. Do you think he should step aside and we have completely new leadership on both sides here? There's going to be a time for everything. Uh, while uh, we've been uh, political rivals for many years, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and myself, I'm not going to uh, criticize him on international media, certainly not during war. But his plan, finally, is that basically Israel will continue with a more restrictive occupation of Gaza than it was doing before October the 7th. How, given the long history of this conflict, how would you think that that would do anything other than stir up more radicalization against Israel? No, that's not the plan. The plan is to have a security umbrella and ultimately allow the Gazans to govern themselves. The two guiding stars from our perspective are A, to retain full uh, Israeli security, and B, we don't want to govern them. Israel doesn't have any desire to, uh, to govern or re-enter or uh, live in Gaza. Uh, so it, it's uh, purely on security grounds that we're going to make our decisions. And it's complicated because you, you, it's going to take uh, several years to denazify Gaza from the brainwash that these people have gone through for many, many years. Uh, it, it takes time because they are convinced that all Jews are the Satan and need to be murdered. Otherwise, they wouldn't do those crazy stuff they did on October 7th. Natalia Bennett, former Prime Minister of Israel. Thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Paris. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.